0: Goal from the floor. Kirk takes the snap, looks right, fade left, and And with the sound of the horn, we welcome you back once again to the UK Scorges podcast, your favourite podcast provider for all things Vikings here in the UK. I'm your host once again, James Hill, and today I'm only joined by Tom Parry-Jones. How are you doing, Tom?
1: Yeah, good. James, how are you? I'm um, not too bad. Uh, well rested after a bye week together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since we've been together. We've been we've been uh, kept apart by circumstance, but uh, uh, it's, uh, it is what it is.
0: seen the bye week, yeah. We can't even say the team's come off it well-rested, though, considering everything, but we'll get into that down the line. A few announcements. We're happy to announce we've started recruiting and got some people for our writing team. They'll be providing great content for you down the line. I know one writer in particular, he's got something lined up coming soon. So keep your eyes on the social media, at UKScolgers on Twitter, for that announcement. Uh, Furthering on from this, we're just doing our own little shtick, aren't we? We're just... Carrying on, we all watched Scott Hansen at the weekend. Seven hours of commercial free football. Can't complain. How'd you that's spend your Sunday, time? Um,
1: I actually didn't watch any football on Sunday, I went, I went to bed early. I was absolutely shattered from um, from a, a tough three days in work. So, um, yeah, I worked Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, yeah. fair enough.
0: I mean, you don't miss much when your team's not playing. That's all I'll say. No, exactly. Older, exactly. If the, mic, if the mics have been playing, I'd have watched it, but. Maybe you did miss. I mean, we, we saw f- the Falcons be the first team to lose a game after scoring a touchdown. Uh, that's so Falcons. Like, the,
1: yeah, the only team that could score a game losing touchdown. Yep. Uh, it's been a we while. We used to say that sort of thing about the Browns.
0: <laughs> well, that's it. The Browns then went in a shootout and beat Cincy. Baker Mayfield went 22 straight lost OBJ completion, lost OBJ to the season as well. Uh, it was what? It was People Jones who scored the winning touchdown or something stupid like that?
1: You, you you'll have to you'll have to tell me like I like I say I didn't watch it,
0: but yeah it's just I mean we saw the Eagles, come up short I think again or yeah yeah it's crazy crazy season so far but we're all know well, why we're here the Cowboys are down to their third string quarterback yeah um, some guy who sounds like he's a mafia member.
1: <laughs> wasn't it a guy that they they had a guy on their roster, that he was a third string guy, they let him go in the off season he was signed to the Carolina practice squad and then then they let him go and now he's back with the Cowboys because they, they are desperate at QB
0: Honestly it, I do not envy that situation even with our current no. court, quarterback situation <laughs> uh, but anyway, we know why we're here we've got a big game coming up after yeah, about have. a week, we're going down to Lambeau. So, as the banner says, let's talk Green Bay.
1: Do we have to? We have to. <laughs> kind of by raison d'etre, isn't it?
0: Uh, initial thoughts, Tom, just in general. How do you think we are going into this weekend? Not touching we can, on anything
1: specific? We can swear on this podcast, can't we? We can swear on this podcast. We're, we're fucked, mate. <laughs> um... Honestly, I don't see any way we can win this game other than the Packers absolutely shitting the bed, and um, like Devontae Adams getting like ten yards, um, Aaron Jones not playing, um, Aaron Rodgers not firing on all cylinders as, as he normally does. Like that's that's basically how I see it. Like the Vikings are struggling at, at all positions. It's a fire sale in our on our off uh, on our roster. Like the the best players are all being shopped around, including the likes of uh, apparently Adam Thielen and Harrison Smith. Um, and we'll talk about those in a bit. But yeah. the idea that oh. our left tackle is being shopped around, our highest paid tight end is being shopped around. Uh, we've already traded away um, a defensive end, a star defensive end in Yannick Ngakwe um, on the same day as we find out that Daniil Hunter is having surgery on a um, on a herniated disc. Um which leaves our defensive line in even more of a shambles than it already was considering we lost Michael Pierce in the off season to, to COVID. Um, like he opted out of the season. So if we play to our absolute pinnacle of our uh, pinnacle of our ability, if Dalvin Cook is back, um, got myself a new jersey. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if anyone can see number 33. Um, it's um, – yeah, if he's back, um, he's still limited in practice, but uh, that groin injury, he should be coming back from it soon. Yeah. Um, if Thielen and Jefferson both go for like 150 yards each like, and Irv Smith makes catches, Kyle Rudolph makes catches, yeah, we can win this game. But uh, that's, a, that's a very cursory view of uh, of the game as I see it. I mean, where, where, where should we start in the actual digging in, though?
0: I think... We've got to look at the thing that we've been talking about all season in terms of this Viking defense specifically. Cornerback depth. At the minute, was, again, even coming off a of bye week, everyone expects it to be refreshed and refocused. We're coming off with two – we have five fit cornerbacks on the roster at any given time. Holton mm. Hill has his hamstring again, and Mike Hughes unfortunately hasn't shaken off this uh, neck injury. It's got to the point where the media is now questioning whether the Vikings actually pick up Mike Hughes's fifth-year option purely because this neck injury just doesn't go away. He's been designated on season-ending injury reserve last season because of it. He missed his rookie campaign because of a knee injury, which is a different matter, but the injury's there. He's missed time already this season because of a neck injury, and it's still not going away. You've got this fragile player. He was considered a short corner coming out of the draft anyway, but he was good in the run, Our Mackenzie Alexander all over again, but he can't stay fit. Added to that, you've got Halton Hill not staying fit. He was getting burned on a few plays. I think I said, in a couple of personal exchanges. He was my bum of the season <laughs> on that defense. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So then that then leaves you, Jeff Gladney, Cameron Danceler, and Harrison Hand. But it doesn't leave you Cameron Danceler because he's gone home with COVID. Uh.
1: Yeah well yeah he's gone on the list. I mean uh, players can go on the list without actually having to have the disease. They could just have been in proximity to someone who's um who's had it. But yeah, yeah I mean all the best to him and whoever he, who he's been close to um who has had the disease cuz yeah. as we all know it's it's not well it's uncertain as to what the impact will be on any given person, yeah. Um, but yeah, we need him back on our defense. For like from from purely selfish point of view, um,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, so we're kind of we're kind of struggling. Um, yeah, we're that that, that corner that cornerback uh, room is is mediocre at at best. Um, I mean, you think back. I, I mean, would. You you think about the cornerback rooms we've had in the last few years with, um, Xavier Rhodes, uh, Trey Waynes, and Mackenzie Alexander, and Mike Hughes. I'd take them back in a heartbeat. I mean, Absolutely. even if like, like, we 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 let some some of them go, too. Like <laughs> Xavier Rhodes didn't do himself any favors with his with his average play um, no. in the last couple of years. Like he was. He was one of the best corners in the league in 2017, 2018, 2019, regressed a hell of a lot. He was probably not even in the top 30 or 40 cornerbacks yeah. um, at that point. So it it made sense to let, let him go. And the amount of money that he, um, uh, Waynes and Alexander would have been asking for in the in, in for this season and beyond was was more than we could afford. I mean, you look at the yeah. cap situation we've got now, it's absolutely atrocious. But God knows, I, I, I wish we had that roster back.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it does just feel like a case of we're staring into an abyss with this team. I, we couldn't have asked for a tougher fixture coming off the bye week. Mm. At Lambeau... If it, Even if it was at home with no fans, that alleviates some of the pressure. But having it at Lambeau is a massive, massive deal, even without fans in attendance. That and, said,
1: I'd rather play Green Bay after a bye week than after a tough game on, on a Monday night or something. So Absolutely. We, this is probably the best, best situation we could have asked
0: for. It's the best worst scenario possible for the Vikings currently. And it's just... You don't know when things are going to get better. I mean, you can't even say some of the players coming back are signs of things getting better. I mean, we've got Drew Samia practicing fully again, who uh, we all know quite well as being the worst guard in the league. He's uh, the walking
1: turnstile.
0: Absolutely. I mean, Brett Jones has been released. He's now on the practice squad now, thank God, but he never got a sniff in. Um, Pat Elfline, fortunately, has been designated to return off injury reserve. It's unlikely he suits up on Sunday, but he's probably back week nine. So someone there is on,
1: some, someone on a UK Vikings um, Facebook group earlier this week said um, he never thought he'd see um, Pat Elfline returning from injury be celebrated by Vikings fans. Uh, but you know that's the situation we're in. I yeah. I am a am actually a fan of Pat Elfline. I think he's a good player. Unfortunately, he's he's been moved to a position that I don't think he's actually best at. I think he's better as as a centre. Um, yeah. But because we've got Garrett Bradbury and we had. Uh, other players who've played that position in the last few years that um Elfline's been moved to guard and it's just not his it's not his no,
0: gig it's not yeah. his fault too we are just the word that springs to mind and I don't use this word often in the NFL it's patchwork we're a mm. patchwork yeah if to put it like it wouldn't surprise me if some snaps on Sunday we're going with one safety formation and anti- Harris is going in the slot we're gonna to have to jiggle around so much. That it's unbelievable. I mean, there's even talks. We'll touch on this later with the trade talk segment we have planned. Um he <laughs> another, another trade talk segment. We could, we have to discuss it, the deadline's coming up. But yeah, yeah. he's he's been talks. he's been shipped off, so there's one and got Chris Jones, who because of COVID protocols, can't play this Sunday. He can't suit up until week nine. And it's just it's grief. Aaron Rodgers is coming off a game where he went 23-34, 283 yards and four touchdowns and no interceptions. We missed the eternally angry Aaron Rodgers after the shit show he did against Tampa Bay. Thank mm. God. But this still isn't Aaron Rodgers. After a performance like that, he'll look at it and go, I could have done better, so I'm going to go do better. He's not yeah, going to sit quite... I mean, Jamal Williams was the top rusher on the day for 77 on 19. That's because they were missing uh, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, that's his name. Devontae Adams nearly went for 200 yards, had two touchdowns as well. It's just... Where do we stop them?
1: Well, that's the thing. It's going to be very, very difficult. Their strengths are happen to be in places where we're very weak. You know, Aaron Jones is a very good running back and our defensive line is in tatters. Um, Devontae Adams and um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling are very good wide receivers. Robert Tonian is a decent tight end. And our defensive backfield is a state. Um, we still don't we're not gonna have a um, full strength linebacking core at all this season. Eric Kendricks is the only one who I would view as starting caliber. Um uh as good as Eric Wilson has been. I don't think he's like I don't think he's part of our base defense if we have everyone fit. Um no. so when they have multiple all pro quality wide receivers and we have two guys we picked up off the street and basically as our as our defensive backfield and i i know that the guys we've got like in um uh jeff gladney and mike hughes are both former first round picks but we've got to be honest they haven't they haven't really played like it
0: no <clears throat> um, so, I, I, I've touched on uh, yeah. this before my personal belief is they shouldn't be playing as many games as they can but they, we have to out of necessity uh, it's just so slow what we're facing right now um, <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> if you're well, me... a Vikings fan listening to us don't get your hopes up for Sunday as pessimistic as I might I, I don't think
1: any Vikings fan listening to this has ever got their hopes up for a game against Green Bay. We are we is, are Viking uh, fans. We are naturally um, we're naturally pessimistic, especially when it comes to divisional
0: games. Um, do you know what we need? You know what, Let's we need to go sign Bobby Boucher off the practice squad <laughs> and tell him that H duo. <laughs> Mama said those crocodiles are always angry because they don't have enough. They don't have a 2 for to pressure all them teams. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen that film in years. I think uh, it's on Netflix, but um, yeah, I bet it is. probably one of the best NFL-related films or just football films in general. Um, um, we can do
1: an episode on this
0: on the off-season, but I'm going to yeah, disagree. And
1: say that the best NFL, uh, the best American football film ever made is "Remember the Titans," and I will not hear a, a word said again about any other film. Also, Draft Day. <laughs>
0: also, Draft Day. Fair enough. We'll discuss this in the off season, that's for sure. Yes, um, but going back onto the game, Ngakwe is going to be a massive miss. We're relying on much, too much on fourth round guys. I mean, it's got to the point where you go on the Vikings socials on Twitter and Facebook. They're actually putting up a poll: which fourth rounder do you think is going to have the most impact in the last ten games of the season? Troy, Die, DJ, Winham, or James Lynch? You can go and vote on that, Paul. Personally, I said uh, DJ Wadham. I think he's going to break out. Because have you heard who's starting defensive end? No, well, is, got it, is, it him, is it him and Odenebo? Jalen Holmes. What? Jalen Holmes has announced himself. He's announced oh, himself he has, oh, right. as the starting defensive end. He's been told by the right. coaches and he's announced it.
1: Oh, okay. I, it's not just like him going... Yeah, I'm the de- I'm the de- de- starting defensive end on this team now.
0: <laughs> no, the coaches have told him he's going to okay. be starting defensive end on Sunday. I
1: have no idea and... if
0: that's his actual accent,
1: by the way. I, I'm not <laughs> sure what part of the country <laughs> he's from. But, um, uh,
0: good grief! Just, this is just going to be a crapshoot. I mean, but, but then gonna again, be him across,
1: it's going to be him across from Adenibo, right? Yeah, and then them will be the relief, and then one the is rest, the relief. I think the the one who'll have the most impact. I obviously I don't want to colour anyone's like people can vote who for they want in that poll, but for me it's Troy Die. He, he's a guy who comes in um after being reasonably um highly touted in the draft um a few months ago. Um he comes in uh, let me see, he was yeah, he was that the the last of the fourth rounders to be picked. Um but he comes in in a position where we have the greatest need i think for a for yeah. an impact for an impact player and at linebacker um because like i say um robert tonyan for for the packers um i mean just looking at this one game coming up uh, robert tonyan is a is a threat at tight end and um if we can take him away then it means that the cornerbacks don't have to worry about him so much and they can focus on their tasks of you know struggling to cope with um, devonte adams and um, and mvs it's
0: just yeah it... this situation of versus this Green Bay offense with tattered defense feels like are fighting. you okay mate <laughs> it feels like fighting a hydra it you does. take one yeah. hit away and two more replace it you take away mm-hmm. the tight end there's the wide receivers. You take away one wide receiver, all of a sudden the running backs are back in the game. Yeah. You can keep Aaron Rodgers on the floor, but then the running backs and the wide receivers doing the blocks on the app. It's just, there's so much to deal with. Not to mention the fact that we've got to deal with uh, Bacchiari's holding throughout the entire game, but no one else wants to talk about no that. It. <laughs> it's. I, mean, I, yeah. believe, I watched a highlight clip uh, this morning about it on Twitter, and you can see every play. He's got the hands under the pads, grasping the players are trying to push and these his hands are just yeah. stuck under the pads wrists it, but that's that's uh yeah
1: it's not good it's it's almost good technique but it's not yeah. good technique no. that he gets away with it somehow i guess it's just it's it's hidden it's hidden from the official's view and he can he just gets away with it but they i mean let's take nothing away from the from the packers they have they have no. a really good a really good um grounding in terms of their their offensive pieces. Obviously they've got the, the skill players that we've mentioned um and but then it's their offensive line like they're they're bookended by two absolute units in, in Bakhtiari and, and rick wagner um and the, the interior is not too bad either and that, that's the key for me in, in any any game of football no. the key is is the, the line in the trenches it's it's how well you set the um let the, it's how well you let the quarterback like get time to to throw the ball um we were we were shown a stat um just today about um you know the vikings are giving up a, a qB pressure on about a third of all of their offensive plays and if your QB is coming under pressure like on one out of three plays, it, he's not gonna. He's got not gonna be productive, especially if it's a guy who's as immobile as Kirk Cousins.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the the stat is as well. You look at um, pressure rate allowed. The the full stat we rank thirty from the league. Thirty three point nine percent is what we're allowing. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the time given to throw for the quarterback. Cousins has. seconds in the pocket to throw out of the bottom five teams for that start. He has the most time to throw the two teams underneath him is the Jets and the Eagles. Mm -hmm. And it's a case. I think Kirk Cousins actually addressed this well in his presser. He got asked about the interceptions again against the Falcons and he answered it. Rather weirdly, people saw at the time he says, We're going for home runs, we're going for the big hitters, we're not doing the strikeouts right, we're not doing the small short game right. And this is true. You look at the majority of the throws this season that we're constantly trying to go 15 yards plus, and these plays aren't working yeah. out. He's in deep field instead of. The short the checkdowns to CJ Ham, the short slant routes to the Titans. This is which, what we were good at last yeah, season.
1: Which when you don't have, I mean, this is this is what was effective about when um Sam Bradford and Case Keenum were under center for us. Um we haven't had a good offensive line in the last five years, but the off the offense that Pat Shermer designed for um Case Keenum, especially, um and Sam Bradford before him was was effective. Sam Bradford uh, set an NFL all time record for um, completion percentage that season because they designed an offense for him that meant he he didn't need to make big throws all the time. He just like threw four or five yard slants and and screens and yeah. check down passes and 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 it worked. And we still have a, a piss poor leaky offensive line. And they're trying to go for home run plays. Yeah, yeah. can he send I mean, it to me?
0: It's a case that they're still trying to play to the quarterback's strengths. And as you said, yeah. in Case Keenum and Sam Bradford, those strengths were the short game, managing the ball, handing it off when needed. And when a, and when a QB has,
1: and when a QB has just under three seconds to throw the ball between the snap and and getting getting the ball off or getting sacked, he needs to have a, a quick option. And yeah. he's not looking. For, he's not looking for them. No, um, unless it's a design play. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. I don't. No, no, it's fine. It, it's fine, it's fine. Un- unless, unless he's it's a design play where it's a screen to Dalvin Cook or a um, uh, uh, fullback running out into the flat like yeah. CJ Ham will do. Like, unless it's that's his first read, he's not going to see it. No, and
0: Kirk, Kirk just gets tunnel vision. He does. He's what he's probably one of the worst quarterbacks in the league for tunnel vision. It's. Uh, because tunnel vision, as everyone should know, is a bad trait. But I think the main issue is, as you said, we've still got that bad offensive line. But we're trying to cater to a quarterback strengths who needs that decent offensive line. Because he's a play action quarterback. He's the rolling out of the pocket. And you need that line to withhold that pressure just that little bit longer so he can bootleg. And he's mm. not got that he's not had the time to bootleg. When it's come off, it's come off massive. I mean, you look at some of the touchdown plays, Jefferson against the Titans being a key one. It comes off, there was a reason we led the league in big plays or explosive plays. And that was partly because of Cook being one of the best running backs to just get loose and get out of pressure. And part of that was because Kirk can throw it deep when given that time allotted to it. And it's just, we need to see more of that this weekend. Fortunately, we got cut back because for some reason, Mattson didn't step up to the pedestals of an RB1. I mean, maybe we all put a bit too much pressure on him, and this will give him confidence now. Being Going back to the RB2, doing what he does well, the rotation guy, that will give him confidence again, and he can slowly build up his game back. But we just need Kirk Cousins to be what we know he can be and not what he has been this season.
1: Yeah, there's a reason why we signed him. There's a reason why he was the... The best available option to us, and 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 why he commanded such a high contract. We can get into the weeds of of why we why we extended him because God knows what that reason was. But um, yeah, it's um, it's it's, it's a it's a whole little quagmire, isn't it? Yep.
0: Yeah. So to run it down, the three things we have to do: don't play shit, make sure the Packers play shit. I hope Kirk Cousin doesn't play shit. Even if we do play shit, did
1: did you write those down? <laughs> I mean, I can't. Do that. <laughs> no, Set no, it's all. fine. No, no, I was just wondering if if um if those were um things that you just come up with off the top of your head, or if you had those pre-written? Because I I think it would have been very easy. We couldn't have. We didn't even need to have this discussion. Those were those were three things that um yeah we we probably could have come up with beforehand.
0: <sighs> it's just it's it's just going to be this kind of season. I think we're all.
1: Yeah, we're all okay
0: with that. Well, not so for
1: for me, it for me, it's um, the keys to this game will probably be try and lean on the wrong game early. Um, if we have Cook back, because we know what he can do, um, get him, get him like stretch into the outside, like let him beat beat guys at the line of scrimmage with his pace. Um, Double team Devante Adams, triple team Devante Adams. Those, that's a, that's a just tip for the defense. Just take a
0: crowbar to his legs on the first play. Yeah, get, get ejected.
1: I, mean, I it, mate, it's your podcast. You, you, you can say that if you like. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna um, endorse
0: that. But this is satire.
1: Yeah. Oh God. Um, and then a third thing we can do is just you know cross our fingers. Yeah. Pray to and the one. football gods. Pray to pray to Thor. Pray to Odin and and Loki and Frigga and Boar and Heimdall and all of all of the Norse pantheon. And just calling uh, Tommy Romo
0: for a game as defensive coordinator. Uh, He's good at spotting the place. Baldur, Baldo, please help us. Uh, so anyway, we're going to go to a bit more levity, a bit more of a fun segment. We're going to move oh, on. Wait, so. We'll do predictions at the end like we normally do, but we're we're not looking positive. So we're going to move on. We have a couple of fan questions this week. These come from George Peck on Twitter. George, thank you for getting involved in the show once again. You've been a true supporter since day one, since I was doing my solo episodes. It's great to see and great to hear. So his first question he asks, if you were Mike Zimmer, what would you do to stop Devontae Adams from dropping 100-plus yards on us?
1: I think I just said it. You got to you got to like double triple team him and just hope that he hope that he um like come pulls up with a hamstring early on. Like, <laughs> that's all you can do really. Like yeah. the the man is the man is probably top top 3 wide receivers in the league. Um I, I think he's better than um Michael Thomas anyway. Um but uh yeah. Get pressure on Aaron Rodgers, don't give him time to throw cuz a uh, if De- if um Devonte Adams gets time to develop a route and get open then he's going to he's going to punish us he's very good at getting open um but you know whether or not we can do these things is, is quite another another matter so yeah. you know, fingers crossed
0: I, I do think it's just a simple question of if you got to try anything if you got to if your main focus is stopping Devonte Adams you just double team him every play and hope for the best that's all you can do if he makes it
1: not easy if we're missing cam Dantzler as well like when a guy we've we've put such stock in um on the defense is is going to be missing with with um covid related um well covid related situation yeah what can you do
0: exactly you're, you're down, like you're down a
1: cornerback we've we've signed cornerbacks but like none of, like there's a reason those guys were um off rosters um or like available to
0: us cuz other teams didn't want them It's fair enough. And then the second question. Now, this one is more of an interesting one. He asks, do you think going for someone like the recently released Don Poe or someone who wants out of their organization like Geno Atkins, these are two specific examples to bolster that interior defensive line where we have struggled all season, we've been well aware of this, purely as a stopgap till Michael Pierce comes back? Or... Do you just concede that this is a season where, and I hate using this word, I, I, I hate saying teams tank. I mm-hmm. hate it. I've, uh, the guys can back me up from this. I went on like a good ten minute rant of why I don't believe tanks exist. It's true. It, that simp- happened. It simply boils down to my belief, anyway, that you cannot convince an owner, a GM, all the executive staff, all the coaches, and all fifty-three men on that squad and the practice squad that hey. Losing's okay in a performance-based career.
1: Well, I mean, I, I think I think teams can manufacture situations where it's hard to succeed for the players. I yeah. mean, you, you'll never, you may never get anyone on the actual playing and coaching side of it saying this is what we're doing and we're we're all on board with it. But you might yeah. get front office guys going. Yeah, maybe if we if we just get rid of some key pieces on uh, in a certain position, then it'll make everyone else's job that little bit harder and we're gonna struggle to win games. And um but not far be it, for f- me to ever suggest that that has ever happened in this league.
0: I'm all for saying that teams look to the future, we're trading these pieces away. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fair enough. We're doing the same right now. As we said, you don't give up a second for a guy you're not gonna pay, which was Yannick and Garkway. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they didn't get a second back, but they got a third. So they got as much as they could get back because it came to the point where they knew they weren't gonna pay him. Yeah, and it'll be a low
1: it'll be a low third, it'll be a low a third com- like compensatory third, but
0: yeah, but yeah. it's a third nonetheless, it's something that we can use to move up if needs be. Um and going on we'll go on to it in a little bit after we we'll answer this question, but other pieces that we might get rid of. But I understand retooling is a thing, but to say that a team is intentionally going out to lose week in, week out, go on sixteen essentially. Just I can't never buy into that idea.
1: But anyway. So the question was, do we sign Dontari Poe or Geno Atkins?
0: Yeah. Just um, as a stopcut this season.
1: Yeah, I I could see that. Um Dontari Poe, I mean let me let me see. I got his I had his profile up just a second ago. So he's he's thirty years old. Um yep. he was on a he was on a three million well, his. Uh, let me see. So his base salary was going to be two million this year. Signing bonus of seven hundred and fifty thousand paid by the Cowboys. So they're on the hook for that, and a roster bonus of four hundred and thirty-seven thousand. Um, we have a cap. We have cap space of about five million now, right? Yeah, five
0: million is what we're officially announced as. I.
1: God, it's it's so hard to know like where a player would value themselves. I, I think Dontari Poe released by the released by the Cowboys, he has to realize that his, his bargaining position is not as good as it could be. I mean if we if we gave him for a for a one-year deal, I say if we gave him two and a half million, yeah. then I could see him joining us and we and we know he's a good player because he he um he's proven it in the past with um with the Chiefs and, um, and well, erstwhile the, the Panthers and the, and the, the Falcons. So I, I you know, I, I'd be open to it it just depends on how much he wants. Um, Gino Atkins, I see less uh, as less likely of taking it cause he's on, um,
0: upwards of A like stupid two, deal.
1: Yeah. Upwards of 12, 14 million. Yeah. 14.2 million is his cap hit this year. Um, his dead cap to the um, to the Bengals would be 19.2 if he left them. So um, I don't see that being an option. No,
0: but Don Trepo is a small stopgap, even though he was complained as being fat by <laughs> d- essentially being fat. Isn't that what uh, you want for a defensive tackle? I mean, you know, I know
1: like I everyone, they need... No, that's true.
0: I couldn't um, get away with it. <laughs> no, apparently he was overweight. Uh, this season, and that's been a big issue. He's not been fit. Uh, definitely nothing to do with the recent, like the start of the season protests. But that's not something we're going to discuss on this show. Where everyone, people can respect their views on that, and we'll respect whatever, whatever anyone wants to believe in. Uh, we're not well. At least,
1: place... at least public. At least publicly, we will.
0: Yeah, at least publicly. Uh, but we're not going to bring that into this this stratosphere. But I can't even, I'm i trying to think of a, you know, I can't even make you the segue. Let's just go into trade talk. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: yes, yes to Poe, if we can get him on a decent deal.
0: Yes. Yes to Poe, if we can get him on a minimum vet contract. He's made his money this season, let's, let's see if we can get him in. Uh, so there you go, George Peck answered both of your questions. Hopefully you're satisfied or dissatisfied with the answers. If, you, Let us know. if you're
1: not, yeah, if you're not satisfied, give us a call.
0: Yeah, and if anyone else wants to get involved in the show, go over to our Twitter page, at UK Scourges. I think we have plans to expand on Facebook at some point down the line. Uh, So we'll let you know about that. But we're on Twitter or on Instagram, I believe, at UK Scourges is the tag on Instagram as well. Uh, Yeah, get involved everywhere we can. But yeah, trade talk. So we have key pieces that have been shopped around. If anyone's been following any sort of reporters lately coming out of the great cold state of Minnesota, you'll have known that the team are taking offers for Harrison Smith, Kyle Rudolph, Riley Reef, and there's been about three teams interested in Adam Thielen. Most recently, no one mentioned this today. I saw it. The Baltimore Ravens have been sniffing around Adam Thielen.
1: I don't see that happening. No, neither way. I. I mean, they could do with a, a another receiver, but I don't really. I don't see Thielen leaving. For one thing, I I, I think if if he did, then the um the, the fan base would riot. Yeah, like Thielen is the Vikings. Like he is. I don't want to like tread over old ground when I talk about this, but he he is he's from minnesota he is like a a success story that like is an inspiration to so many people who are looking at um making it in the nfl or in whatever like he's he's shown that you can go from like being completely un, untouted as a prospect to being probably one of the top 20 wide receivers in the nfl right now um yeah so <sighs> i know he's like he's 30 isn't he so he is. But even that, he's He's, not shown any signs of any regression. Well, I think he's benefited from the fact that he hardly played his first three or four years, or two, three years in the league, Um, which has meant he's been able to elongate his career a bit. Um, But uh, what was it we saw the other day? We saw that the Browns had offered potentially a a second
0: second and a fourth. And (sighs) I want to say this this is my public thought and I'm going to say this on the podcast for everyone to hear, if you're saying that you're, taking, you're snapping someone's hand off for a second-round pick for Adam Thielen, go support Green Bay. Ooh! <laughs> that's I'm sorry. Good grief. You know, you're devaluing Adam Thielen. You're really seriously considering where this franchise is at right now. They need a figure like Adam Thielen, not only for the fan base to revolve around to, but also the locker room to revolve around to. He's so important to the community, to the team, to the locker room, to the GMs, to the executives. He's too important to everyone to take if a he was, second round.
1: If he was one of the players who'd asked for a trade, then... Different situation. It's a different situation, but I don't think he is. I, I, think, I think it probably is um, Smith, Rudolph, and previously um, Ngakwe. Yeah. So, um, Thielen's, Thielen's untradeable untradable to me. Yes. I've, I've said it already. He's untradable to me. So, really, it's for me. It's um, I would not be accepting bids for Harrison Smith either. I'd look at. I mean, we said on the previous show on the on the bye week special. I'd I'd, I'd trade um, I'd trade Anthony Harris because yeah. what are we going to get for him? We're going like, if we can get a third rounder for him now. I'd rather that than a potential com- compensatory third third rounder in twenty twenty two. Yeah. Um, for Kyle Rudolph, I'd probably take I'd probably take a a third plus. Like I I wouldn't sl- I wouldn't slip down to a fourth. I'd go third and third and a sixth maybe third and a fifth for for Kyle Rudolph. Um, and who was the other one? Riley Reef, um, an aging left tackle, but
0: six six. I'd, Mate, take,
1: uh, no, I'd say I would, contract. I would take, I would take a fourth for him. Um, yeah, um, maybe, maybe a fifth plus. But I think I a fourth, say, I'll
0: meet you in the middle. will take fifth.
1: A, yeah, a fourth and a, a fourth and a seventh would do it for me for Riley Reef, or just, like, or if a team's offering players, like, because we've seen the the, um, the Seahawks traded. um Seahawks made a made a trade with yeah, but it, it was a it was a trade that involved picks plus a player, so that's yeah. showing me that teams are. Actually, still willing to do that. You don't often see player for player plus pick trades
0: um,
1: a these days. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. What would? Let's run. Down. What would you? What would you take? What would you take? What would you, right, who who would you trade? Who would you not we'll
0: trade? Player by player. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it this way. Tight. People are going to say we're running out of content. Tight <laughs> end Kyle Rudolph. Um. Wrong side of 30, we said this before the show, he's got like the sixth best contract for a tight end. He's definitely got not got that production. Uh, that's partly because of how we've been playing, but also he's come up clutch in the situation we need him, but he's not on clutch tight end money. He's on game-changing tight end money. He's on your Gronkowski, your George Kittle, your... um
1: Zach Ertz. Zach, Ertz. Zach Ertz. Travis yeah. Kittle. There yeah, we go. Not Kittle, uh, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Um, Travis Kittle. What the f- hell is wrong with me? That would be such a weird amount wouldn't that of things. Wouldn't that be an amazing tight end though?
0: Yeah, like you've got this party boy wrestler who can just George block
1: K- George Kelsey and Travis Kittle.
0: <laughs> the best one two tight end set in the league. Wouldn't that be amazing? Um but yeah, I'd take I'd take a third plus for Kyle Rudolph. Just to the key thing I'm considering with all these trades is Cap Hell. We are in cap hell. There's no game around it. So the players I'm considering moving off is purely to get this money off the box. So then that yeah. brings me to Riley Reef. As I said, a bit jokingly, I said I'd take a six. Um, but I agree, fourth minimum, fifth plus. He's yeah. aging. He's He was a bit dissatisfied with taking the page cut anyway this season. Uh, I mean... It, it was a rather awkward announcement. He'd said all his goodbyes, and then it was announced that he was signing the revised <laughs> contracts.
1: It wasn't quite the same impact as um, Anthony Barr doing the same thing when he was uh, on the on the way going to the Jets.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's just the case we can we find anyone to pick up that contract. Maybe Riley yeah. Reef goes to the Jets. Who
1: knows? God. Yeah, I mean, Lord knows they could do with protecting that uh, that asset they've got in um, in Sam Darnold. Asset. Uh, inverted commas.
0: So yeah, I'd t- trade Reef. Um, Harris for a third. Again, completely agree. If Harrison Smith is the squirrel, though, i I'd take mm-hmm. a second plus. I don't think you're getting the first from purely because of his age.
1: I don't know I don't think you're getting a first for him I also don't think you're getting a second for him just cause, just because of his age I think because he's what th- he's 31 or 32 he's
0: but he's still very much in that Richard Sherman kind of defensive back impact mold he's the player that will come mm-hmm. up with the play in the right system
1: Yeah. And that's, but that's the key, isn't it? He has to be going to the right system and the Viking system suits him down to the ground because we've effectively built a system around the fact that he is, he's, uh, he's a a Swiss army knife on defense. You know, he can, he can play, um, past defense. He can like pass rush. He can play the run. Um, and, um, so, yeah. It, yeah. So what is he? He's 31. Yeah, he turn he doesn't turn 32 until next February. So So um, you could probably
0: get a second for him.
1: Yeah, maybe like just second, about because
0: he's, he's just be a second though. You could get yeah, not
1: to... not a second plus. I wouldn't say a second and a and a fifth like not in the same way as uh, Adam Thielen is attracting a second and a fourth.
0: Yeah. Uh outside of that, I realistically wouldn't trade anyone. That's that's all how, my trade stuff. Did, did we say Harris? Yeah, Harris for a third. Completely. Agree oh yeah, you that. did say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, everyone else in my eyes, for one way or one reason or another, anyway, is untradeable.
1: Yeah, like Eric Kendricks is on top money, no but, well, not not top money. Like he's on good money for the position he plays, um, but because of how integral he is to our defense, like he's not really. Um, he's not on the trade block. Um,
0: let's have a look. How old is he? Because he's not much. Old. Yeah, he's only 28. Yeah, he's got plenty of fuel left in the gauge. But whilst we're on the discussion, uh, well, whilst we're ending the trade talk segment, um, I get my rant of the week out here this week. Do it, Ian Rappaport. You're an idiot. What's he done now? Did you not when Hunter? was announced for oh injury. I thought we
1: mentioned this on the previous pod, but yeah you go no no ahead. no no
0: yeah. this was this was this week because it yeah. was when he was announced to it was season ending with the surgery. Ian Ratport for some reason tweeted out saying oh either the Vikings pay him top defensive end money or he never plays a snap again. Yeah they, he was like it's they, the Vikings, 2023 he said that the Vikings have a decision
1: to make this off
0: season. Like why this no, off season? Don't.
1: I mean He's only just signed an extension um, in the last couple of years. Like, why are we thinking? Why would we have to think about another, another extension now? I mean, you don't exactly. really want him to get into the last year of his deal. But I would say um, the end of next season we might have a, a decision to make. But uh, yeah. while he's under while he's in contract with at least another two years on his deal, you're not. You don't need to think about no. that sort
0: of thing right now. If anything, Hunter is going to come back next season right? He is, he's going to play for the Vikings. Just, I'm going to, I'll die on this hill. Uh Freezing cold takes on Twitter. I know you're about, I know you retweet everything that people get wrong. Retweet me if I get this wrong, right? The don't, don't, are, you on, are you on their radar? No, but I might be if we get enough of a following. Um, but Hunter will play for the Vikings next season. 2021, he suits up and he's going to come with a new energy. He's going to come with this, I hurt my neck. I'm going to prove to you that I'm needed here. I'm going to prove to you that I'm the star of this defense. I'm going to prove to you that there's a reason I broke the sack record for someone who's under 25. I'm going to prove to you why I'm arguably one of the best defensive ends of all time, and I'm going to end up my career, even if I don't win a Lombardi, breaking records and in the Hall of Fame. Hunter is that kind of player, and he will be a Viking for his career, I believe, purely because he's got this hunger to achieve something greater than himself.
1: He seems like the sort of player to me that could probably play for us for a, 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 like the majority of his career, and then do what Adrian Peterson did, and then like get one last payday somewhere else once his production drops off, and we're not willing to pay him the same kind
0: of money. Else. And one last um, payday somewhere else, exactly. <sighs> but yeah, it's it's a funny old time to be a Viking this season.
1: Twenty thirteen. I was thinking. I was thinking this is at god what twenty thirteen. Yeah, that I was that was a bad year. Um oh that's a sneeze. Hang on. <coughs> oh, there's a first. Um never sneezed on a podcast before. Um are. I yeah, I I obviously I've been a fan of the Vikings since about 08. 08 was the first season I really remember following us. Like it was before Favre. Um Tavares Jackson was still our QB, and that was a bad time. Um, Favre came in and things got a bit better for a couple of years. You know, we went to the NFC Championship the first year he was with us, um, and then he left. Um, yep. We had to struggle with Donovan McNabb, who lasted like three games, and then Christian Ponder, who was supposed to be redshirt in that season under a like a, a veteran QB in Donovan McNabb. Um, Ponder has to come in. Um, 2013 was bad, um, although that was the year I, f- I first got to see the Vikings live. Um, saw the Wembley game against the Steelers, um, and that that was a, a a bright spot in a in a crappy season. You know, Ponder under center and Castle under center, and um, then Josh Freeman under center for that one game. I think that ball he threw against the Giants is still like on its trajectory past Pluto. Um, um I think this year's Vikings is about as bad as i've seen this team
0: yeah
1: i have i love the players on our roster I i love um harrison smith i love kyle rudolph i love daniel hunter i love adam thielen i love dalvin cook um, i love um I, I love eric kendricks um i love anthony barr um i love justin jefferson but there's a lot of things I don't love about this team, and it's going to take a little while for us to to get the ship back
0: on an even keel. Yeah. Um, I think what we're seeing here is... I'm going to change the segment. If you're watching this on YouTube, I'm going to change this. We're going to go into our final thoughts. Please. I think what we're seeing here is, and I mean no disrespect to any player on the roster, it's an amalgamation of little problems that have been persistent since the Minneapolis Miracle and was watching a Super Bowl window well and truly slam shot in a team's face. And this is the disastrous end of it. I can't remember the last time a team missed a Super Bowl window this agonizingly. That 38-7 to game... Against the Eagles will be a defining moment for all the wrong reasons, because that was probably our best shot to win the Super Bowl for a long, long time
1: yeah since since well since '09 and probably not for a good few years yet
0: yeah and um, it's going to take a lot of time to get back to that situation just because we've got to live through the contracts, but even then we're going to lose players to father time. time stops for no man. I mean, by Hmm. the time the big one's done, Kirk and I know we talk about him a lot on this show we've mentioned him time and time again, we've mentioned all his faults. this doesn't uh, start. it starts with Kirk but it no means ends with him he's a byproduct of what the executives have decided to do with him and he tried his best, he got us into the playoffs, fair play, we got that dramatic win again over the Saints but He's not the guy to take us over that final hurdle and take us into the promised land. And we've got to wait until we ship off him. And that's in two years' time. And by the time we ship off him, Phelan's 32, Smith's 34, Kendrick's is 30, Wilson's nearing 30 or just gone past 30, Cook's a veteran by that point, CJ Ham's a veteran by that point, Bradbury's a four-year, five-year vet at that point. Jefferson would be a three-year vet at that point. This is the issue with going all in and missing that window. And we're going to suffer through it for a long, long time. But I believe Mm. that if the Vikings tough it out, they will be a team 10 times better for it once this Kirk Cousins era is done. And my final thoughts the Green Bay game. The prediction, we're going to lose 34-17.
1: No, oh, that, that those were the numbers I was thinking of. Final uh, thoughts, Tom. Oh man, I yeah, I I don't think I could sum it up any better. Um, it's just, we. The more you think about it, the more you 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 realize that that twenty seventeen, um, off season at the end of twenty seventeen, going into twenty eighteen. When we, when we were forced into making a decision at quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater was just coming back from his injury. Um, uh, Case Keenum was coming off a career season. Um, and Kirk Cousins was the best option in the, in free agency. Um, the Vikings made the best decision they could, and it's turned out to, be, to have been the wrong one. They doubled down on the wrong decision by extending Kirk Cousins, in my opinion. Um, and, um, God, this is very deep. Um, but yeah, we just got to tough it out. Like, and, 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 but be, don't be, get into a mindset where we're just, we, everything's oh, doom and gloom. Like everything's going to be bad for like 10 yeah. years or, or 20 years or however long. Um, cause every year. Players come back, players players return from injury, um, players get signed, um, players get drafted, we ship out, like, we cut away a lot of the dead wood, um, you know, we're talking about players who we want to ship out now, I mean, there will be other players who leave in, in free agency who don't make sense to trade away right now, but they will leave in free agency next summer um, or next spring, um, and... It opens up possibilities for us in, in the draft. It opens up possibilities for us in free agency again. And, you know, just be on the lookout for a bargain. Don't, like, not every not every team has to make a splash in free agency. And unfortunately, that's what we did in 2018 by signing Kirk Cousins to the, the biggest fully guaranteed contract in history. Um, but, yeah, just keep, Vikes, keep your chins up. Um, this too shall pass. Um, and hopefully so will Kirk Cousins for, it could 300, for 300 yards and six touchdowns.
0: <laughs> no segue. It could be worse. We could be Jets fans.
1: Uh, I will not be telling my cousin to listen to this podcast after that. <laughs> um, uh, because he, unfortunately, is a Jets fan. And, not for uh, most wonder he, if this season carries
0: off. Uh, anyway that's the end of the show guys <laughs> that is we're going to be wrapping up here uh as always i've been james he's been tom hi bye we've <laughs> we've been the uk scolges go like share subscribe follow us on the, any podcasting platform you listen to we're available on spotify and google uh apple,
1: a five well. star of
0: apple spotify Give us a five-star review, leave a like, <laughs> do whatever you can on those platforms, get us out there, tell your mate down the pub, oh yeah, we've got this British podcast on, go listen to him. Anyone and anywhere, be good people, keep your chins up, and as always, score Vikings! Uh-roo.